Hey guys, this is Bruce. Welcome to Convo Courses podcast. Today I'm going to be teaching about um, one of the things that is not often talked about with cybersecurity people. It's not really popular among cybersecurity people, but it's, it's actually one of the most important things in cybersecurity to keep in mind, especially if you're doing this cybersecurity for an organization, is physical security. So physical security is something I did for many years in the military. And a little bit outside of the military, I started off as a security administrator in the, in the Air Force. And um, we had to learn all the fundamentals of uh, personal security, protecting assets, uh, protecting aircraft, and also protecting the devices that are on um, that, that um, both transmit and store um, cybersecurity uh, information. So... Um, I know a lot about physical security and I've uh, been doing it for, for quite some time. Um, from the aspect of an information security person, it's really important when you, whenever you're doing at, um, assessments. So assessments, especially if you're doing a full range of assessments for an organization, one of the most important pieces of that is physical security. So what I'm going to do is break down like some of the things that you need to do from from NIST 800 standard. So NIST 800 is it's a security compliance standard that um, that is a set of rules that an organization has to use to make sure that their systems are protected and resilient. That's what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to break all this kind of stuff down. I'm going to let me back up for those who, who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, because <laughs> I can understand, you know, I don't want to use too many uh, industry um words uh let's start off with security compliance so security compliance all that is is a set of rules so whenever you go to the bank there's a set of rules that's there to protect your information to protect whenever you log into your your whether you're doing online banking or if you're at the teller or if, if you ever you use your 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 uh, credit card information in walmart and wherever you're at um, there's a set of rules that the organization, whether it's Walmart or Target or the bank or the government or state government or whoever, whichever government, there's a set of rules that they have to use to protect your information, to protect your credit card information, your social security number, your personally identifiable information. That's like your name. How's that? You know, how how your name is associated with certain things, uh, whether you have a case, if you're going to court or something, all of those things have to be protected by the organization. And we call that security compliance. The organization has to be compliant or meet certain regulations and rules. Um, and and that's that's what we mean by security compliance. And me, that's what I do. So I, I'm not a hacker. A lot of a lot a lot of people who uh, are into cybersecurity are a lot of the, the gurus who are out there. They're teaching all the technical stuff. You know, I've done that technical stuff um, where we're setting up firewalls or setting up networks or, or that kind of stuff. But what I do now is security compliance and security compliance is making sure that the organization is doing what they're supposed to do. Whenever you hear about these big hacks at real retailers or with governments or school systems or um, any of these hacks that you see, most of them are because the organization is not doing what they're supposed to do. They're not following rules. What I'm going to do is I'm going to break down one small segment of those rules that are needed for every organization, whether it's federal government 
or your local retailer or anybody who's doing any kind of important information on any system whatsoever. All right. So let's get into this. And, and after this, I will open this up to everyone so we can you, any kind of open topics that you have. We'll talk about it. But I'm going to start off by teaching what's called P.E. Controls. Um, let me show you guys what I have going on here. All right. So what you're seeing here on my screen is all of the control, some of the control families that you let me hold on. Let me switch my screen here. Yeah. Some of the control families that you have to use in an organization. Um, some of them, just to name a couple of technical controls you might have heard of is like um, identification and authentication. That means like your username and your password. Um, and another one might be uh, um, configuration baselines. Configuration baselines is uh, making sure that all the systems look the same. So that's another one. Uh, we're going to talk about this one right here, which is physical security and environmental controls. They're called PE controls in the NIST 800 uh, security compliance family of controls. All right. So let's break this down. So whenever you get into this, whenever as a cybersecurity person, you're wondering, like, well, how do we protect this? What do we do to protect these security controls? Well, there's a set of physical security controls that you have to meet. One of one of those is a policy. It starts off. It always starts off with a policy. The policy is the organization's breakdown of what we are going to do. What is our organization going to do to protect physical security? And it's just it's very high level, and it usually meets something like um, a state law or an act. So, physical security, for example. There might be uh, a law, federal law, that says every organization who who uh, who transmits or processes personally identifiable information on federal systems must be protected, must have physical protection, must be in a, a building, must have a certain type of lock, must have. Those are actual laws. There's literally a law that's that's written, and every country has this, every industry has this, and um, a policy is designed to meet that that particular law. And let's break up for us. Let's back up for a second and talk about overall what is physical security. So what you're looking at here is uh, just a facility where you would house typical information security. And a policy is going to address all of these different things. On, on the diagram here I'm showing, it shows a uh, key management. It shows digital locking systems. It shows access, uh, access controls. Who has access to a system? Uh, port, uh, portal, uh, patrol management, people who are walking around the facility, if you have those kinds of things. Smart cameras, camera systems that are around the campus, camera systems that are inside of the facility. Um, all, all of these are different things that you would address in a policy. And one of the things to keep in mind with physical security is something called defense in depth. So that means like, in the perimeter, like, yeah, you have this building and the building secure and it has secure windows. But on outside of the perimeter is another thing that you need to think about. You need to think about, OK, when cars come in here, how do we protect them? What's to stop a car from just running, driving right into the building and just crashing right through the windows, crashing right through doors or whatever? Um, well, you would have a perimeter defense uh, to protect against things like this. It would be things like a parking gate. It would be things like bullets. 
It would be like, the, you know, those concrete pipe, those concrete poles that you see that are like, they're like four feet high or three feet high. Those are designed to stop cars from coming uh, all the way into the facility or running people over or something like that. Uh, because that stuff happens. You know, they wouldn't have these things if it didn't happen. Um, just recently, um, some soldiers who were running, who were uh, doing their normal jog, um, they got ran. They got ran over by a by a Toyota Corolla that came through, careening down the wrong road, wrong side of the road, you know, and, and just plowed right through all of these people, you know. So physical security, defense in depth, it starts with the outer perimeter of a of an area. Another thing is access points. What you'll notice in when every time, anytime you worked in any place, whether you're in security or not, they'll have a they'll have choke points. They'll have different areas that only are accessible. They, what they do is they make it so that you can't go a hundred different ways to get into the building. They make it like three or four places to get in and then a lot of places to get out because of fire um, to make sure that fire safety, right? Because if there's a fire that breaks inside of the building, these are all things cybersecurity people have to think about. So you've been taught, you've been told, you, you've seen in the movies, the people hacking, you know, hacking and and CSI and, and investigations and stuff. But this is an aspect of cybersecurity you probably haven't heard of that's that's actually more important or as important as all that stuff because if somebody can physically access a system, it's over, it's game over. It's it's game over. And it doesn't um it doesn't matter how much encryption you have if if the person has their hands on the system because if you didn't if you didn't do what you're supposed to do, uh, they can get access to that data, especially if you didn't encrypt it. At the very least, they can just steal the property of that organization. They can just take the laptop, right? If you have, if they have physical control of it, it's theirs. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So in, in the interior, you have all of these layers, and this is known as defense in depth. In the interior, you finally get to the building, and this is where you have your locked doors, your locked windows, all that kind of stuff. Well, the NIST 800, these... All of these rules, they address this whole, this this entire defense in depth. That's why you have so many rules here. It's the, it's covering physical access controls. It's covering visitors' logs. It's covering emergency shutoff. It's it's covering fire protection. All of that stuff is covered in this set of controls. It has different rule sets that you need to do. Um, as a cybersecurity person. Now, one caveat that I'll say to that is cybersecurity people, before I go any deeper, cybersecurity people, we're usually the ones who coordinate with these different departments. There's usually a different department who, who actually does the management of physical security controls. Okay, so that's the first thing I'll say is that we're not normally the person who's literally uh, walking the halls or something like that. You know, we're, we're not usually the person doing that. But when it comes to ensuring that the organization has what they need, we are the ones that's that have to be in place to do this. So, so that's what I'll say about that. Um, we're going to go a little bit further into physical security controls. I'm going to break all this stuff down. I've got some uh, other slides here that I would like to go through with you guys. And these are all equally important. And they're all building on the defense in depth. And we're going to, but we're going to cut it off right here. And, um, I will talk to you guys very, very soon and uh, have open topics. Uh, but thanks a lot for watching. I appreciate everybody and um, got a lot more to, to teach.